Hello and welcome to the Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Vazil. I got my man Sia Najad here with me and we are here breaking down the Mayakoba Golf Classic and it is going to be a good one. We got a nice field. It's back to golf. We missed each other last week. We're missing Joel too. He's not here. It is his anniversary. So please enjoy me, everybody. I'm wishing Joel a happy anniversary. I'm sure that dinner of, you know, six or seven pieces of Popeye's chicken nuggets is going to be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but we are going to miss you, Joel. We are going to miss you, buddy. See ya. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. Speaking of missing things, though, like we don't, we're not going to have another PGA sanctioned golf tournament until January after this one. Did you know that? I'm going to say yes because I feel like I should know that. But don't tell anybody. I had absolutely no idea. Well, you know, you're just kind of the moderator. You're not like one of the golf writers. You're, it's okay for you not mm-hmm. to know something like that. But yeah, we have like an extended break. And honestly, until a few weeks ago, I didn't even know that. And so I'm kind of thinking, what am I going to do Tuesday nights? Like, should we just get together like FaceTime style and uh, just chat? Because I'm going to miss you. Wait, Joel's not. So we're not going to get to see Joel for like two months. Well, we're going to have to have another reason to have him on. Maybe he'll come on the football show and tell us um, yeah. that we were wrong about Rob Gronkowski because, frankly, he's been kind of good the last, like, five, six weeks. Yeah, yeah there's better things that we could do there. Um, I am going to put this in Discord. Everybody that's in there already is probably like, oh, my gosh, Sia and Mike, where, where's the show? We got we to gotta see the show because we love the show so much because, I mean, who the heck doesn't love this show, right? We do have a lot of fun here. We are here to help, as I said, is the Mayakoba Classic. We are without Joel. He is here in spirit. And yeah, we could talk about maybe, I mean, he, Joel just won $13,000 in college football. So maybe we could do just kind of, Oh, I don't think oh. college football on a Tuesday makes sense, but like, screw it, whatever. No, to be honest though, I think a Saturday morning college football show would actually mm. be pretty good because we could tie in sort of the betting angle too, because you know, obviously our guy Capper Steve has a ton of bets. I, I usually kind of make some of my own bets that are usually correlated with Steve. So um, that's something I think people would be kind of fired up about because while we have the NFL live stream on, you know, 11 o'clock Eastern standard time on Sunday, we don't have anything college related. So that is true. So maybe, uh, might need to find another moderator cause I'm usually asleep Saturday mornings, but I guess we'll have to figure something out. I think great idea, Sia. And we always appreciate it. S guy already in the chat. College football stream is awesome. Would be awesome. Heck yeah. hundred percent. Zach, we miss you, buddy. We hope you're doing well. Zach pucks picks and Sia. We got a pretty big announcement. Are you excited? Are you ready? I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited, but uh, first of all, oh, okay. I did want to say, I did want to say before this announcement and it, uh, the announcement's probably more important than this. But on Twitter, some people were, were you know, bandying about and, and asking some questions that Patrick Scott, who was on our golf team, answered uh, about just kind of like golf, like ba- the basics of PGA DFS. And so mm-hmm. it, it, if those couple of people are listening that, that I, I, I kind of um, responded to as well as uh, Patrick, um, please, we have a comment section. Yes. So and, and let me ask you on the comment section, is that available to comment on our YouTube channel only? Or is it if they're watching on Twitter, they can do that as well? If you are watching on Twitter, just click into the live stream and then there'll be the opportunity to comment. You can't just comment on the tweet itself. It doesn't work. But if you are in within Periscope actually watching it, which is just Twitter's live stream, you can go in and comment. You can write comments. That's where S guy is right now. That's where Zach is right now. Um, awesome. I would say definitely make sure you go to the YouTube page, though. Just search win daily you make sure you subscribe to that youtube page we're over 500 and i think when we hit 600 somebody's getting a free three month membership to win daily sports not sure who it's going to be not sure how we're gonna do it 
well, we're going to do it. And somebody's getting that three months. So I do appreciate that. And that's probably a, a little bit, a little more, a little less important, I guess, depends on how you like to look at it compared to our um, kind of fun, kind of big announcement. So I'm very excited for it. I've been working on this for a little while now. So we were able to land it. Win Daily Sports brought to you by Manscaped. See how perfect, wow. how wonderful of an opportunity. We get to talk about gambling. We get to talk about fantasy sports. And now we get to talk, you and I, just man to man, get to talk about shaving our balls. How excited are you, Sia? I mean, coming from a guy like myself who clearly is in the groom category, mm. the heterosexual category of, of men, uh, I think uh, this is a perfect thing for us and slash me to promo. Yes, so I'm, excited. I, I'm not going to lie. You were the first person I thought of when well, I was putting you. this deal together, and I knew you would love it. We are support for Wind Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. See ya. They obsess over the technology development to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Now, they want me to talk about a time that I shaved my balls and it wasn't great. So, see ya again need to be very very upfront and honest with you i am terrified of shaving my balls terrified first couple <laughs> times i did it it worked out so poorly and it was so so bad it, 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 i may, it, I may it, have it, never it, done it again i it, may it, have it, never done it again if i may i didn't know that this is where this uh ad read was gonna go but you have carry to on. yeah they need me to tell a story and i can't because it's terrible and it's awful and I'm not very good at it. And it scares me legitimately. There's a whole running joke about it from all my friends in college. Um, I have a wife. I don't know. Just going to put that out there. I have a wife. So clearly I'm doing something right, but it is terrifying and it hurts and I don't like it. So thankfully I reached out to Manscaped, thought of you and they sent me something. So I do appreciate the hell out of Manscaped there. And it hurts, man. It just hurts. And I don't know. I'm just not about it. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineer team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair, hair trimmer ever created. And I actually have one right here. Um, it's pretty nice, man. It's pretty nice. I haven't used it yet. Don't worry. And I wash my hands on a daily basis. But I'm very, very excited to get to use this thing. Maybe... Maybe after the live stream. I don't know. Maybe during the live stream. Maybe I'll put my mic on mute. I don't know. We're going to have I'm, to find out. I'm sorry that I'm even suggesting this, but but post your story that you just told now. I kind of want to know your reaction to using it. Maybe on the next show or the oh. next time you're on one of these live streams. Because like, don't I worry. think there's probably a lot of people that are in your camp. And they kind of want to know like, oh, so I'm super like phobic of this. This, mm -hmm. is, this is good, right? We're good, right? I can buy this, right? And so yeah. your story is actually going to be something that I think a lot of people will be dialed into. I, a lot of people, um, I hope, are very dialed into the story about the first time that I cut my balls, my ball hair, thank you, um, with a Manscaped trimmer. Uh, this is the third generation lawnmower, lawnmower 3.0 trimmer features cutting edge ceramic beige to reduce grooming accidents that I just talked about. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, pioneered specifically by Manscaped. When you tell, when I tell you this is premium, I literally mean premium. I mean, the battery lasts for about 90 minutes. So you can take a real nice long shave, depending on, you know, what you like to do in the bathroom. That's on you, man. I'm not here to shame. Waterproof technology, so you can hang out with it in the shower. And actually, it's kind of cool. I'll actually turn it on for everybody. There's, there's a light. 
Yeah, sweet ass LED light. And as you heard, 7,000 RPM motor with their quick stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. It's a literal USB charging stand. So if you're just, you know, at work and you know, you need to get this thing charged, bang, plug that thing right into your laptop, plug it in right to your work laptop specifically and get that nice and done up. So trim your junk, trim that junk of yours, get 20% off as you see on the screen with code win daily 20% off at manscaped.com one more time get 20% off and free shipping oh my gosh how could I forget the free shipping with promo code win daily at manscaped see ya your balls will thank you so uh, okay uh they, they say you're welcome i don't know how to respond i don't to know what do you um, want to say you can say whatever you want to me i just said all that to everyone out there so hold on for everybody listening i promise this is a golf show as we're oh yeah oh yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Will, we will be transitioning to golf but i'm actually excited i i kind of feel like and i'm not even saying this like in an ironic tone although i, I probably will say it in an ironic tone just i'm forcing it a little bit but I think we've kind of made it right. Like once we're sponsored by Hell Manscaped, yeah. this is a, an extremely quality product that I've been hearing about on Sirius XM, on VSIN, and all these like really quality networks. And I feel like we we've sort of just moved into that space. All we need now is Josh Applebaum on tomorrow's show. And we've like definitely made it. I already reached out to Josh, so we will see. I don't know if Josh has ever done a, a, a uh, ad read for Manscaped before, but one more time, promo code WINDAILY, 20% off at Manscaped. So we appreciate the heck out of them. Very excited. Might have been a little long, but hey, man. Oh, worth it. So am I. Oh, all right. There we go. See ya. You got one, too. I got one. We sent one to Jason for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, very excited for the whole team. We can get in on it. It's going to be an absolute blast. So what the heck we are all here for. So yeah, as as Sia did say, we promise we're going to get to some golf at some point. But we are very excited. This is our first major, major sponsor. As Sia said, we made it. We're going to the top, straight to the damn moon, brick by brick, all the cliches. We're very, very excited. So appreciate our friends out there. So if anybody out there can please, 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 promo code WINDAILY at manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping helps us a lot because that means we can continue to make things like this for you. So with that, let's go back to golf. Golf balls, if I may. Uh, Nice, clean cut and 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 uh, smooth go no okay all right i'm done i'm done i'm done, we're done okay we're going to the mayakoba classic we have some people that we know some people we love we're down in uh was it playa del carmen mexico sounds That's absolutely right. fantastic absolutely beautiful a lot of people we know and as you said this is the last one before january which kind of stinks so talk to me talk to me talk to me what am i looking for on this course uh first of all before i i even get in there uh, I'm really appreciating everybody in the comments. I don't know if you're able to see this. I know you were just doing the ad read, but yeah. all of you guys that are in the, uh, Stobie, I know you got to go. So that's, that's great. Thanks for stopping in. Austin, love to see you. Zach Puck picks. There was a guy, Mark, who apparently wants to be a yeah. writer for us. So like, please get in touch with yeah. one of us on Twitter, maybe. That's and we'll, enough. we'll talk to you about that. Um, but also join Wind Daily Sports. Maybe you do that first and then mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk. I don't know. Maybe you'll be a writer right away. I have no idea. I don't know how that works. Andy, you stumbled on an awesome show uh and hopefully tomorrow night you'll stumble on the nfl show Mm -hmm. which michael and i will be on as well so listen this is what we're looking for this is a pretty easy course this is a resort course this is a course where you don't have to be long but you do it's not that you have to be but you want to be accurate off the tee so what i'm looking for is accuracy off the tee i'm looking for approach like we always are good with your irons of course and then you know I don't know that I'm necessarily looking for a quote good putter because I think these are Pasbalum greens. It's not a green like that we're, we're really used to. It's, it's I know. a what? Yeah, it's Mexico. Yeah, Bermuda I think has these greens as well, but Pasbalum. Mm. 
P-A-S-P-A-L-U-M, I believe. The point is, I'm not necessarily, like, I think putting is important, but I'm not, not necessarily looking for great putters here. Uh, I'm actually going to pick a few guys that aren't necessarily the best putters. And, and part of the reason for that is because, you know, these are different greens. And so you might actually have a guy that's a poor putter that excels on these greens that, that really aren't played on too much. So I don't really focus on putting too much. So accuracy off the tee, good on approach. That's really what, where I'm going to be um, looking this week. I love it. And we have, again, we have some guys up top that I think are going to check a lot of those boxes. So I'm kind of curious just uh, over the, the the first look through. Is this more of a stars and scrubs? Is this more balanced or is this one of Joel's patented hybrid stars, scrubs and balanced lineups? So for me, this is going to be, uh, you know, we'll talk to Joel in Discord. So for all of you that are watching mm-hmm. this, normally we have Joel at Draftmaster Flex on the show. He has an anniversary. Apparently wives are more important than golf, Whatever. which is freaking weird. I don't get it. But the point is, he'll be in Discord and, and, and so will the rest of the golf team. And we'll, we'll talk about some of these guys. But I know that I'm going to be more balanced. Um, I actually want to start most of my lineups. You know, I'm more of a single entry and a three max mm-hmm. entry guy. I've already reserved probably like five to 10 lineups. I'll probably add another five to 10. I'm not your max entry guy. For, for those of you listening, I'll probably put in 20 lineups, um, various um, entry fees from low to kind of high. Uh, with that said, I think I want to start half my lineups fading this entire 10K tier. And the reason is because I hate the 6K tier so much this mm. week. And by the way, from a pricing standpoint, just know that my default is DraftKings. So I'm, I'm talking DraftKings when I'm referring to the 10Ks and the 6Ks and so on and so forth. There, there's normally like five to 10 guys I think I can really lean on. You know, that's where I get the secret weapon from too in that 6K range. I don't really want to lean on anybody in the 6K range. And so, yeah, I'll have some lineups with some 6K guys, but I really like the 9K range. And so I think it might be a pretty good strategy to fade some of this chalk up top up top and just bank on the variance that golf always gives you, mm-hmm. which which really dictates, hey, these top guys are the top guys for a reason, but there's a lot of golf tournaments in a year and these top guys don't win them all. So maybe you bank on the tier below that and then you can fit in a lot of nine, eight and seven K guys and you've got a more balanced approach. I will tell you that a lot of people just won't be able to resist Justin Thomas because mm-hmm. he's so good. What that is going to require though, if you do that, one of two things. You're either going to need to dip into the low seven or upper six K or mid six K range once or twice with your six with your six golfers, or you're gonna to have to take Justin Thomas and like basically skip that nine K range and mm-hmm. just try to find your diamonds in the in the eight K and, and mid seven K range because it is not really possible to take Justin Thomas and not make some sacrifices elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And like how as much as we love these guys in the top range again justin thomas kepka i mean i like kepka i think he's funny daniel berger harris english uh tony finau i apologize i mean like what is their like super motivation for all this right like i mean like this is the last tournament that kind of just sounds like a vacation this sounds like the quintessential adam sandler's movie where him and his friends just go on a vacation film for like two weeks and then somehow netflix buys it for like a hundred million (laughs) dollars tell me that's not the perfect like so there's two reasons why you might be motivated here and none of them really apply to a guy like justin thomas or even necessarily brooks kepka well one reason would be hey like start stocking up on your fedex cup points you go into the break you're feeling really good about yourself you're in the top 10 or top 20 in fedex cup points now you can really kind of put your foot on the gas when everybody comes back and all of a sudden you're relevant when the golf season ends in you know eight nine months so 
that's one reason. The other reason is a lot of these guys, I'll, I'll give you Ricky Fowler, for example. In the world golf rankings, Ricky Fowler, your, your grandmother's favorite. What's favorite. your grandmother's name, by the way? Uh, grandma? Yeah, but she's got like, is it like uh, a Grandma B or something like old uh, sounding Bertha Mildred. She's from Italy. Gertrude. I think it's it's either Marie or Mary. I actually wow. don't know. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. I think it's that, Marie. That like, went off I'm the rails so fast. Okay. 100% so, sure. So actually, grandma, Mary, actually. This would be, oh my God. Okay, so Grandma Grandma Mary might really like Ricky Fowler this week because, even more than she normally does, because Ricky Fowler is, I think, 49th in the world's golf rankings. Well, if you're top 50 when December closes, then you automatically qualify for the Masters. And Ricky is not a qualifier for the Masters. So anybody that's near that top 50, and there's quite a few guys, we, we'll talk about it in, in our in our expert chat with all the subscribers uh, later on. And, and I'll address a couple of them today. But Ricky Fowler is one of those that's really on that like precipice. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean in January or February he doesn't qualify for the Masters. He has plenty of opportunity to do so. But it's also Ricky Fowler, and he hasn't been that good. So this is a really good opportunity for a guy like Ricky Fowler or uh, Brandon Todd. I'm trying to think of some of the names off the top of my head that are in that like sort of 40 to 50 and if you're in that 40 to 50 range in the world golf rankings then if you finish like top 25 top 30 you're securely in you know that top 50 that you need to be to, to qualify for the masters mm -hmm. so there's a couple different potential motivations obviously that top 50 world golf ranking there's only like probably like 10 guys that really need to worry about that right now for this particular tournament but outside of that i mean it's still a pga tournament you know I, it's funny you say that though because I haven't seen this with my own eyes, but but I've been hearing that on I guess Instagram or whatever social media platform it is that Brooks the kids has been, are. yeah whatever Twitch or whatever IG um, that Brooks Kepka like had a picture with like I guess he's with his wife and he's like taking a shot at tequila or something like that. I haven't verified that, but that would sort of it, it's not that Brooks Brooks Kepka can't overcome like being drunk two nights before, but like I don't necessarily want a player like that who might not be dialed in versus. A guy who's like a, like a Corey Connors, who's like this rising star or potential, or Will Zalatoris, who's another one of those guys that is in that 40 to 50 range, or I think he might even be like 51st in the world's golf rankings. And a top 30 finish would be really important to this like emerging superstar in Will Zalatoris. So those are your motivations. Wow. Or I love it. Era. I just thought you were going to say money, but I, I actually appreciate, <laughs> uh, appreciate the in-depth analysis that you get here on the wind daily sports show uh ghost in the chat thank you i know it's a great mustache i never want to get rid of it he thinks you're a stud see a ghost is the best and he loves that he polo. is the best. the best man i love ghosts he's awesome um all right cool so now we know where we're playing we know what we need to do to be good and we know why we're playing so i think let's let's play Let's just get right into it. As you said, we already talked about this top tier range a little bit. Sounds like you're going to fade a bunch of them, but I think we can go over it. Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau, Daniel Berger, and Harris English in that five-digit range. As you said, it's difficult to take Justin Thomas 11-4 uh, at that first spot right out of the gate. But, I mean, talk to me. If there are a couple of the guys that you're really, really interested in, who are you looking at? Well, it's difficult to take JT, but you can definitely do it. And and it's not like I'm going to be a complete fade of JT. I just don't think, especially with my, I, I just don't think it's a smart play to like jam him in when I personally like so many like 9K mm. guys. Um, JT's 25% owned right now. That's what he's projected to be owned. So like he's clearly popular and people mm. are finding ways to put him in their lineup. So again, it, I'm not suggesting you completely fade him, but for me, when I'm starting my teams, like my single entry, my three max entry, I don't really have a ton of interest in Justin Thomas. Uh, although I will fully admit he's 
the most talented guy in this field and his scoring opportunities are going to be his birdie opportunities are going to be better than really anybody but again it's golf and there's Plenty of days where superstars don't show up for whatever reason. And by the way, Justin Thomas can be wayward off the tee quite a bit. For for the superstar that he is, he can be very errant off the tee. And that's not necessarily where you want to be on this particular course. So that if there was like a chink in his armor, mm-hmm. an argument against him, that would be it. I like Brooks Kepka in my write-up, which is on windailysports.com. Um, Brooks Kepka was the guy I sort of wrote up in this in this tier. He's just been very good lately. I mean, he was seventh at the Masters when we were sort of questioning is he back the knee injury. Right before that, he was fifth at Houston when we were questioning his knee and, and all this. So two tournaments in a row, he's at top seven finishes. I mean, there's really no reason to believe that it's a small sample size, but he wasn't he wasn't putting two great tournaments in a row. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now he is, and now he's rolling in to this tournament there's no bryson to steal his sort of thunder like he is sort of like the big man on campus no offense to justin thomas but like he would be the more talked about guy i think leading up to this tournament because he's brooks kepka so i think if he's healthy there's a big weight off his shoulders and i think he could really shine so i do like him a little bit better than than justin thomas his ownership percentage is going to be considerably lower than justin thomas that might be another argument for brooks kepka obviously as far as the rest of the guys I mean, Tony Finau, he's projecting to be 12, 13%. So he's not super popular. That might be a reason to take him. I'm not on him. Um, Daniel Berger, I was really on pre-restart, post-restart, but he's sort of fallen off a little bit. I, I really like his game, but I just, I can't buy in this time. Again, I, I like too many players that are just below him. Harris uh, Harris English, I, I got to be honest, that would be a guy I would key in on. I would probably in this range key on Harris English and um, and Brooks Kepka. Um, his recent form is Harris English's recent form is great. Um, he's ga- he's gaining a lot with his putter, which is kind of a knock against him. I, I don't really like guys that are like gaining a lot of strokes with their putter, but his recent form has been good. And his course history, I believe, on this course is really good as well. I like that. And uh, as you guys know, the last few weeks, we've been trying to do it. Pay attention to those odds. Yes, don't worry. We're going to give you our fun outright bets. We're going to give you the first place leaders, which um, I don't know if you heard, but see, you got one of them recently. So that was pretty sweet. Too bad I, yeah, 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 but too bad I parlayed both of the first round <laughs> leaders together for my $1 bet to turn into like 45000 It didn't quite work out. But hey, you know, <laughs> at least somebody, I'm sure somebody, Eska, I hope you got it. Uh, somebody out there. So Justin Thomas obviously has the best odds to win. Plus 650. Brooks Kepka is next at plus 1400. But Harris English actually comes in at third at plus 1600. So he's better odds than Tony Finau, better odds than Daniel Berger, and is cheaper than both of them. Does that tell the whole story? No. But another thing to pay attention to, Abraham Manser actually has better odds than Daniel Berger to win, and we haven't even gotten to him yet. So I think that's just something, again, to pay attention to. It looks like Sia knows what's going on. So it's a fun top tier. Again, it's a bunch of guys we know. Let's jump down to the 9K range. A couple guys here, of course, that we know. Abraham Answer, as I already said. Victor Hovland, Ricky Fowler, my grandma's favorite. Also, I want to say, saying my grandma's name is, like, really, like, super meta. Like, I don't think I've ever, like known her as mary she's always just been grandma so like thinking of her as like mary is kind of weird so just something that you kind of put me through kind of put my are you you blender there for a second are you trying to backpedal uh for like not knowing her name are you trying to like figure out a way no why that's justifiable no it's not justifiable but i've also never called her that so like i don't know it's it's grandma or my dad calls her mom that's like the two things i hear from her 
True story, my grandmother from Iran had a name that I didn't even know because I just called her her, her like whatever the grandma name was in, in Farsi. So well, you're, you're, you're off the hook. I'm <laughs> just giving you a hard time. I'm, I'm coming clean. You're off the oh, hook. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I like that. That's funny, though. I'll give you that. Um, who else in this 9K range? Ricky Fowler, uh, Mr. Henley, Will Zalatoris, and Joaquin Neiman, as well as Corey Connors. Talk to me a little bit about this 9K range because I know there's a few guys in here you're pretty keen on yeah this is like my wheelhouse um for all tournaments not just this one listen you know as well as anybody i'm on double a all the time abraham answer but i sort of tailed off Mm -hmm. from him probably two to three months ago because he just wasn't really playing that well now at the masters he finished 13th like that's really good at the masters but pretty damn good prior to that he he had a 35th place finish and a 28th place finish Prior to that, he was fourth at the Shriners and then 56th at the U.S. Open. Uh, You know, Abraham Answer, if you listen to any podcast regarding this particular tournament, he's one of the first names that will will come out of people's mouths because, A, he's he's Mexican, so this is sort of like kind of Mm. home turf to him. Um, He has a good track record here. But what I keep hearing from people on all these podcasts is, and he's in great form. And it's like, okay, well, he he was in good form at the Masters. That's true, but what about before that? What about the one before that? And what about like the you know, the two before that? It, it's it's one of those things where we just sort of fall in the, into this trap. Like we know mm-hmm. he's good, we know he's a good course fit, we know he is playing on his home turf, but like he hasn't been that great. So I, I just the blanket statement, oh yeah, he's in great form, isn't really true. So I, I feel like people should be a little bit careful here with Abraham Answer. He hasn't been that great on approach, which is something typically he's really good at. And frankly, since right after the restart, I haven't really, I've seen his game sort of tail off a little bit. So I don't know. There's a lot of narratives you could build here. You know, it's his home turf. Like, will he be better or will he be worse because of the the pressure? He's tracking at around 22, 23%, might get up to 24% after all these people listen to all these podcasts that are just hyping him up so much. I mean, they're just talking about how answer is like the guy you got to put in your lineups. I'll have maybe a couple shares, but this is mostly a fade for me just because I, I just don't think his form has been that good. The shots mm-hmm. gained, the strokes gained metrics really don't measure up to a guy that I have to have in my lineup. I would prefer to go to, if we're talking about recent form, for example, I would prefer to go to like a Will Zalatoris or a Corey Connors. Will Zalatoris has been, he's kind of like still kind of a no name with most people. I mean, most people kind of know who he is, but he has really, really been good. His last three tournaments, I think he's finished top 10 in all three. I'm double checking that as I'm, as I'm talking to you. Uh, no. Three top tens in his last five tourneys. Okay, excuse okay, me. There we go. That's Three cool. top tens in his last five tourneys. Uh, uh, it's, it's four actually, in his last uh, six. Right. So, I mean, this guy, ever since kind of emerging on the PGA Tour, uh, has been really, really, really good. And his ball strike, it's not like he's doing this with like a hot putter every time. Like his ball striking metrics off the tee and on approach in particular have been really, really good. So even though he's kind of like one of those names where you kind of look at up in this range and you're like, well – I know, I know these other guys like way better, like Victor Hovland and Ricky Fowler and Joaquin Neem and Abraham Answer. I think Zalatoris is probably the play here. He's tracking at around 15%. So he's getting some respect, but not, not as much as he should, frankly. So Will Zalatoris, I love. Um, Victor Hovland, I always love. I'll tell you, his history here isn't fantastic. In fact, the, lot, the only two times he's played here, he's missed the cut. But I just believe in his game so much. I, I, I believe in his iron game so much. And I believe in his short game now because it used to suck and now it's very improved. So ranking the guys I like here, actually, I, I kind of rank them all the same. Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris, and Corey Connors are the guys I really love in the 9K range. 
And if you're starting your squad with two of those three, I think you're in good shape. If you had to pick two of those three, I would go with Will Zalatoris and Corey Connors, but I absolutely think Victor Hovland is in play. I will say this about Ricky Fowler, knowing that he does have to cash in to like a top 30 spot and try mm. to qualify for the masters before, you know, Christmas or whatever, uh, before the year turns. Um, I think, you know, he has been playing pretty well lately. And I think this could be a time to take Ricky, especially because his ownership percentage is going to be below 10%. So knowing that if you're doing like a big GPP, starting with Fowler, maybe, and then maybe like a Will Zalatoris or a Corey Connors, you will be very different from the field if that's where you're starting your lineups. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're going to be fading Justin Thomas, as you said, who's already at 25% owned, someone like Brooks Kepka, a big name that everyone knows and loves, right? But hey, man, if I see a Brooks Kepka taking a shot at tequila on Instagram, you know, 100%, I'm locking him in my lineups. And that's why I come here, Sia. So I don't do stupid stuff like that. Yes, I could put him in a couple, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Maybe not all of them like I would have. Um, of those guys that you talked about, as I said, Abraham Answer actually has the best odds to win the tournament plus 2000 in that 9k range. But then we see Russell Henley, we see Victor Hovland there at plus 2200 plus 2500, respectively, Ricky Fowler, uh, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman. Will Zalatoris actually has the worst odds out of all those guys at plus 3,500. Um, and I actually made a mistake. It is, you were correct, three out of the last five PGA. I was looking, I saw Corn Ferry Tour in there, so I do apologize for that. But I remember when this guy came on and there was all this stuff and everyone's like, why the hell is this guy like 12,000? We've never even heard of him. Who is he? And it turns out dude's not too bad. So shout out to him. Um, and thanks for being our Twitter, or I'm sorry, our YouTube thumbnail for the night. That's always fun. So appreciate the heck out of you, Will Zalatoris. Um, all right, let's hop down to this 8K range. This is a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Uh, we have Mr. Hortiz, Horschel, Leachman, Todd, Munoz. We love Sebastian, don't we? Harmon, Grio, Woodland, Howell the Third, Joel Dahman. Oh, I miss you, Joel. And uh, Kazire, Pat and Kazire, right? That's so, right. You got it right. Got mm -hmm. it, got it, got it. Talk to me about this 8K range and why we should play Joel Dahman in respect for Joel tonight eating Popeyes for his anniversary. Um, well, I'm definitely playing Joel Dahman. And okay, in good. fact, in, I guess it was that master's lineup where I came in second and won the seven K he, I think he was in that lineup actually. Mm. This guy can flat out score. So like, this is what you want. You want the upside. Listen, when it unravels for Joel Dahman, he gets in his head. Like it's kind of bad because you know, the next shot's going to be poor. And then the next shot after that. So you're rolling the dice a little bit, but, that's the whole point of D DFS golf. Like you can't take six safe guys because you'll either not cash or you'll win like your money back. So you mm -hmm. have to kind of roll the dice with some of these guys that can just flat out score. And he is a absolute birdie maker when he's hot. And he proved that, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So I like Donna, but starting at the top, Carlos Ortiz is interesting because the last tournament he played in Houston, he won and he was second here on this track last year. So like, Recent history, course history, that that all grades out pretty well. As far as the strokes gain metrics, they're pretty good. He's been pretty good off the tee. He's been pretty good on approach. He's been pretty good around the green, not great with the putter. But by the way, this is a home track for him too. I mean, to the extent that he's also Mexican. So like the two like kind of big Mexicans that people will actually have ownership of, it's Abraham Answer and it's Carlos Ortiz. Um, Answer's tracking at like 22, 23%. Ortiz is more like 13%-ish at this point. So I guess you're getting a, a, a discount on the percentage, but that makes sense because he's in that, that next tier mm -hmm. down. Um, so I like him. I don't love him. Uh, I'm trying to see if he was in my write-up, actually. And 
Yes, I did have him in my write-up. So of the you know 11 or 12 guys I wrote up, he was definitely one of them. I, I actually kind of like him better than Answer in the sense that he's less owned. And as far as recent form and course history, he actually grades out better than Abraham Answer, in my opinion. So Billy Horschel, I'm not on. He just hasn't been good in a while. Mark Leishman, not on, hasn't been good in a while. Brandon Todd is interesting. He won it here last year. Um, he's been dealing with that broken toe issue, if you recall, from a, a couple shows back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a perfect track for him. He's not a long hitter. You don't need to be long. He's very accurate usually. Um, I usually like Brandon Todd, but I just don't think I'm going to have him here because you have to kind of, you know, you, you, I can't say I like mm-hmm. everybody. So again, if I'm right. doing 20 lineups, I probably have two or three with Brandon Todd, but it's not somebody I'm like in love with where I'm like, oh, he's going to carry me home. It's just his recent form just hasn't been good enough for me to say that. I'm probably skipping over Sebastian Munoz here this time. I don't think he's super accurate off the tee and he does flash. He has plenty of upside, but it's just not going to be for me. Again, I got to make some some hard, difficult calls and Munoz is going to be one of those guys to X out. Brian Harmon's another guy that's super popular with people. I'm never on him and it usually pays off for me and not for everybody else that just loves Brian Harmon. Yes, he's a good course fit, but I like I like the upside of so many other guys that I'm not going to be on him. The next guy down I love. I've been on him for about a month, month and a half. Emiliano Grillo is an absolute killer in the ball striking department and usually kills himself in the putting department. So yeah. that's the big problem with here. You know, with these greens, you know, maybe it's a different story. He's been really good lately. His ball striking's been good. And oh, by the way, speaking of the greens, his last four times here, he's made the cut each time and had like decent finishing positions. So this is a guy who's hitting it really well now and on this course has been really good. So I actually like Rio quite a bit at 8,300. I think that's plenty of value. The rest of this 8K range, I don't really like anybody. Woodland, 0% chance I'm on him for any of mine. Charles Howell, he's fine, but I'm not going to be on him. Joel Dahman, of course, I already said I liked him. I think that's good value at 8,000. Patan, uh, Patton Kazire is he's i'm surprised he's not more popular than this because he's been really good lately but he's been gaining a ton of strokes with his putter he hasn't really been that good in the ball striking department so i'm off of Patton kazire not for me i like Patton kazire that's i know sounds kind of that sounds like fun uh, it sounds like maybe, a person it's a foreign name so maybe that's really how you maybe. pronounce it and, yeah maybe uh, maybe it's us maybe know. it's us Patan. no i mean people call him people call him pat and i'm just saying like when you become americanized mm-hmm. like yeah. your name becomes americanized too so maybe that's, that's like marie and mary I think. <laughs> oh, um, grandma. oh, grandma. Tell her, I, tell her I like Ricky Fowler more than I normally do. Yes. Which doesn't really I, say much, but. I will clip that. Um, I'll clip the manscape part and send that to her. And then I'll also clip the Ricky Fowler part and send that to her. 20% off promo code windaily manscape.com free shipping. Let's go. Sincerely. Let's go. Um, just looking at a couple of these Emiliano Grio, Charles Howell and Billy, yeah, they actually have some pretty good odds. Carlos Ortiz plus thousand, Emiliano Grillo plus thousand, five thousand. I apologize. Joel Dahman fifty five hundred, Mark Leishman fifty five hundred. Uh, we're starting to get into that range a little bit. Sebastian Munoz sixty six hundred, so really not loving him. And Patan, because I, I don't know, I guess I can't mess with that too much. Kazire plus seven k so uh you know there's some value there if you're you're feeling one of these guys as you said it's one of those courses maybe those guys at the top they're like i'd rather do shots at tequila with brooks and then none of them do that well and they're really you know they don't make the cut so they're really just on vacation for two extra days again it's an adam sandler movie people this is an adam sandler movie they're just living in it so it should be a lot of fun um 
Let's move down to the 7K range. As you said, the, the 8K range, the 9K range is where you're going to make your living. That's where you're going to try and stack your lineup as much as possible. I have a small one here with Joel Dahman, Bill Zalatoris, and Emiliano Grillo. Uh, I have 81.66 left per player. So, I mean, we could still mess around with that. I'm going to need to figure out somebody in the 7K range, probably two people if we're being honest. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. Dia, who in the 7K range are you really liking? Yeah, there's not many people, but there's certainly at least mm. two. So let me just kind of run down the list. And in that top, in that the top of the 7K range, I really don't like like Adam Long. I, I think maybe I'd consider Keegan Bradley's been better than normal. Chez Reeves a very accurate golfer, but of those three names, I'm really not going to be on many of them. I mean, I just I, I'm not intrigued by anybody in this the top of this range. HV3 is here but he hasn't been that good lately. So, I mean, you know, he's kind of operating on name recognition at this point because he's just not been golfing well lately. So I'm skipping over these guys. As I go down the list, Russell Knox, he's been pretty good lately, but he's still Russell Knox at the end of the end of the day. He's a great course fit here, not a long hitter, usually pretty accurate. So if you want to put him in your lineup, that's fine. It's just not going to be for me. Rory Sabatini is interesting because he doesn't grade out very. If you look at his strokes gain metrics, he just doesn't really grade out that well. Um, but I like Rory Sabatini a lot. And I, I got to be honest, just on hunches, I usually like throw him in lineups and he almost always pays off. I mean, I shouldn't say always, but he but. pays off way more than people understand. And in last tournament at the RSM, he was 12th, which is pretty awesome for a guy that's typically priced down in the 6K range or, or the bottom of the 7K range. His track here, I mean, on this track, he was 33rd last year, 55th the year before. Looks like a couple missed cuts. The Well, he made the cut the year before that, but didn't finish strong at all. So he's kind of middling here. I don't love him. The guys I'm about to tell you about, I like more. I'm just I'm just telling you that mm-hmm. Sabatini is one of those guys that's not going to be high owned he, because he doesn't grade out well. But I think he's an okay play. If you're doing 10 lineups, I think you, sh- you should have him in one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Streelman is a really, really good course fit. Recent form hasn't been that good, but he's just one of those guys that that I think is sort of perfect for this track. The last two times here, he's missed the cut, but before that he was 20th and he was fourth. So, you know, he's been pretty good on approach. He was at the RSM. He was 54th. Not great. Somebody to consider, not a big fan. The guy I am a big fan though, at 7,400 and the guy who was the first round leader on mm-hmm. the plantation course, which I called extremely emphatically. And if you don't you believe really me, did. please go on my Twitter. I was breaking news and I was saying, Doug Gim is going to be your first round leader on the plantation course. And boom, it happened. I think it was like 55 to one or something like that. that so listen, Gim's ball striking has been very good on approach off the tee. He's been very good. He's one of those sort of like boring names. That's not getting the recognition he deserves. With that said, he's one of the higher owned guys in this range, because honestly, he's getting talked about a lot. Like, again, I reference those podcasts and a lot of these big names. I don't need to mention them, but like that a lot of people listen to Um, Doug Gim is, is a really popular name there. So of course you're just going to get ownership as a result of that. But regardless of that at 7,400, I think he's a good price. Three top 25s in his last three. That's who I was confusing for Doug Gim. His last three, three top 25s for a guy that's consistently priced in the 6K range. Mm-hmm. Happens to be 7,400 here because it's a it's a lesser field and you know he's been playing well. But this is a guy that's really been paying dividends lately. The other guy I like in this range a lot because he has he's like a poor man's Joel Dahman, which I, I will admit isn't saying a ton. Yeah. But a guy who can absolutely score, I know at Draftmaster Flex, otherwise known as Joel Shrek, otherwise known as... My wife is more important than Michael and Sia. Jeez. Wow. Just Jeez. now that yeah. I said it out loud, yeah. it's just like, what are we, 
It's terrible. Honestly, it's terrible. Peter Malnati at 7,300. Like this guy has plenty of upside. He's been playing really well. He hasn't been finishing strong necessarily, but he's shown plenty of upside. So in this 7K range, I really like dipping down to Doug Gim and Peter Malnati. Outside of that, the only other guys other than the ones I just mentioned that I like in the 7K range, I'll just give you one. Austin Cook. He's coming off of it. Oh, who did you think I was going to say? Harry Higgs. Henry oh, Higgs. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm never on Harry Higgs. It's always you and Joel that like oh, do the Harry Higgs. Joel, bit. please come I'm back. Literally never on Harry Joel, Higgs. Joel, come back. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. All right. Um, whatever. Who I are you talking say, about? I don't even remember. Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. It's I guess nothing's really important at this point. Um <sighs> I, I, w- I would say that Pat Perez is interesting because his track record here, and Pat Perez is 7,300 just like Austin Cook is. His track record here, the last four, eighth, sixth, 34th, and first. However, hmm? he's missed five cuts in a row. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things like this is like the perfect um, example of, well, well, we'll see it play out. So mm-hmm. we don't have the example yet. But this is the, the perfect sort of like paradigm. Like it, what's more important? course history or recent history and and honestly pat perez is going to answer that for us because (laughs) his course history is like amazing that's three top tens out of four on this track that is really 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 good but then five missed cuts in a row like i don't have a problem if you play pat perez maybe he finds it um there's another guy in the 6k range that kind of has a similar setup as pat perez but again i'd prefer doug gim i'd prefer peter malnati i'd prefer austin cook again Cook is coming off a missed cut. He was kind of popular last tournament. So people will be off off him because he missed the cut and he's Austin Cook, right? It's not like he has like super great, you know, name recognition. But prior to um, missing that cut, he was really, really good. I mean, he fin- his finishing positions were really good, again, for a guy like Austin Cook. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great rebound spot for him. He's very accurate off the tee. So that helps in, in terms of like what we're kind of looking at. Uh, that's actually going to help the golfers this week. So I like Austin Cook a lot, but that that really rounds out the 7K range. I'm sorry I can't get on the Harry Higgs. I think maybe taking a shot at a Kyle Stanley, who's typically good with his irons and, and typically accurate off the tee. Um, I think that's a decent play, but nobody else outside of that maybe oh bryce garnett was in my write-up i like bryce garnett as well big bryce of course um sorry harry if joel was here we would talk about you some more but i understand and yeah just looking at austin cook i mean he even with him finishing back in the 40s 50s high 30s routinely he's still scoring a bunch of points right 81.5 when he is tied for 39th 70 when he's tied for 56 right it's tied for 52 he scores 71 points now again that's not you know world beater status he's not putting up 130 like you really need to but again if you can get him at that cheap of a price and boost up your you know as as steven our, our good friend steven sicily kato always likes to talk about if you can get one of those super low on guys that is doing some amount of work that's going to score much above what his value says he should. That allows you then to find money and put it in other places. So shout out Austin Cook. You so I do, I do want to say something because the one, the one note on Bryce Garnett is that, so he's one of those guys that hasn't been very good lately. He missed the cut at the RSM. He was 50th at Houston, but 21st at Bermuda, not bad. But before that, a, a few terrible finishes, a missed cut and a few really bad finishes. However, Again, course history, 11th, 5th, 25th, and 7th, his last four times here. That is really good for a guy that's named Bryce Garnett, right? So this is actually, so we have Pat Perez, and I actually think this is a really interesting experiment. We have Pat Perez who has really good course history, but really bad recent history. Now here with Bryce Garnett, 
we have kind of middling recent history, but what we also have, which I, I didn't mention yet, is his strokes gain metrics are like pretty bad. He's not gaining strokes anywhere except with the putter, which is like literally the last place yeah. you want to be in strokes gain metrics is, is is what I just said. He's not he hasn't been good on approach. He's been terrible around the green. Again, he's losing strokes off the tee, albeit not many strokes, but he's you know, his tee to green, he's like negative almost a full stroke. That's really bad. But again, the course history here, four top 25s out of four tries here. So this is a, a little corollary to the Pat Perez experiment because this is strokes gained versus course history. So we have course history versus recent history with Pat Perez. And now we have strokes gained versus course history with Bryce Garnett. And I actually, I legitimately think we typically do not have really stark examples of mm -hmm. these things kind of going against each other with, with, with a, a singular golfer. And the fact that we have two of them here, I think is really interesting to see how this plays out because I'm not saying it's going to answer all our questions in terms of how we should rank recent mm -hmm. history, course history, and strokes game metrics. But it is kind of a nice little view of, of what maybe we need to be paying a little mm -hmm. bit more attention to. So yes. Bryce Garnett and Pat Perez, for those of you listening, like dial into that because I think that's going to maybe help us come January when we start this thing again for the for the next 11 months. Look at that here on the Wind Daily Sports Show. CA is telling you, maybe don't play him, but definitely pay attention to Pat Perez. And Bryce, notice he spells it Bryce with an I. Now, I know it's not his fault, but damn, hey, that's stupid. It's stupid already. <laughs> and then they spell it with an I-B-R-I-C-E. Sorry, Bryce. Come on the show uh, along with Harry Higgs. I do think it is really interesting, though, right? And again, you're not going to completely change the way you play DFS golf here if you see, wow, Pat Perez has had terrible recent history and great um, course history, and he does really good, and we're going to say, okay, well, course history now means more. It's just, again... These are pieces to the puzzle. Now, some of them are a little bit more important. Maybe you lose one. Maybe you find one. I don't know exactly where I'm going with this analogy, but I think it's important to understand how that puzzle is put together and maybe something to pay attention to along the way. Maybe if it's a you know razor-thin margin, you can lean towards one side or the other. I think that's more what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I might have misphrased it in terms of or maybe I'm looking at it wrong when I'm saying, hey, we should rank them or, or like we should find out what's more important than what. Yeah, we're not going to find that out just by looking at Pat Present. Pat Perez. Yeah. But when we are actually evaluating golfers in the future and we're, quote, checking boxes, because that's what people like to do. Is he good here? Is he good here? You know, is he good here? Like sometimes some of those boxes for depending on who the evaluator is are, you know, at recent form, course history, strokes gained, like strokes gained, obviously, like subs like that consumes like a lot of different things, mm -hmm. a lot of different metrics that are you know, important in different ways, depending on the course, but like, we might, we might be like, okay, well, he doesn't check the recent history box, but typically, you know, or, or you know, we did find, or we have found a, a couple examples of recent history, not being good, but course history completely overcoming that. So mm. we don't need to check that box here because the course history is so good. Now, if the course history is middling and the recent yeah. history is bad, then that's a different evaluation. But the two guys I just told you about, have really good course history, really for especially for those names, really, really good course history. I love it. Someone out there put Pat Perez and Bryce with an I Garnett into one lineup. Just see how it goes. Just see how it does. Maybe that's your JT lineup. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Those are, those are two fine plays. Like I said, Bryce Garnett's in my in my write up. I'm not in love with it, but again, it's somebody that you know is very comfortable on this course. So who knows? Somebody to pay attention to. I think that part is very important. I'm just so sad that this is our last one we have to we get to do. Um, also, there's a gentleman. Haven't seen him before, or at least I don't think I have. Um, and, and and his last name's so long, 
his first name is still just a letter o schneider jans yeah ollie schneider jans ollie ollie that's awesome yeah I, his his last name is so long schneider jans oh that's too fun um thanks everybody for listening to me just kind of laugh at people's names i didn't go over any pictures today but that's because our boy harry higgs henry higgs coming off the covid list i think he's here to dominate moving forward and every time we look at pictures i'm just even meaner than normal so um that is the 7k range now we're about to get to the 6k range if you're watching the show live or on youtube or checking out one thing i do want to mention the maya koba golf classic tees off at five o'clock in the morning Eastern time. So sometimes it's like six 30 and like normal people are up at like six. That's cool. I'm usually not up till about, you know, six 45, seven ish. Um, and then sometimes at like seven 30 and it's like, all right, cool. Like you're, you know, you, you, you shaved your balls already. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you, you, you drank your coffee. You're ready for the day. You're kind of chilling. You can make a lineup or two. I find it very hard to believe too many people are going to be up at four 30. I know there's people out there and you know, shout out to them. I don't know how many people are going to be up. So it's really very much so you got to get your lineups in Wednesday night. That's something to pay attention to. So we are going to be moving on to that 6K range. One thing we do love about that 6K range is C is secret weapon, trademarked patent pending, I think, right? Patent pending on that one? You Good pended? Call. Patent I'll pending? I'll, I'll, I'll file the papers. What have you been doing this whole time? Uh, I was busy. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Sia is our resident lawyer and resident doctor. So we always appreciate him there. Sia's secret weapon. We got the alliteration. We got the trademark. We got the patent pending and it's all fantastic. It is a golfer under 7k under 5% owned who, I mean, dare I say it will make the cut just will make the cut. It, it's 22 of 24, 23 of 25, something like that. I think it's 23 of 25, 23 of 25, make the cut. All, okay, so so at least 23 of them make the cut. So if you're able to do that with someone in the 6K range, that's awesome. But not only do they make the cut, I would say about 15 of those 23 have done like really smashed value, done well. Now they're not all getting top 10s, but hey man, if you get someone at 6,500 scoring in the top 20, you're, you're not going to be angry about that. That is lapping well, the field right there. So. Especially, exactly. Lapping the field is the operative phrase there because especially like the whole point of this is that they're, under 5%, sometimes like 2%, like with the masters, you know, Nick at sticks picks, who was our NFL expert, one of many DFS ghost being another one. Um, he had Matt Wallace, who was the secret weapon for the masters in his lineup. I had him in my lineup. I came in second in a single entry for seven K almost, almost hit the 10 K and you know, um, Nick Six hit for 50,000. 50. Yeah. So, I mean, the, like the, these, these are the types of plays that like just people just don't have. And so like, I don't know when the streak is going to start like tanking. I mean, I, I don't understand. No, 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 I, no, no, no. Positivity. Positivity. See ya. I, I hear you. Positivity. It's, I guess my point is, is like, jump on the train. Like, let's go. Like, sign up for Win Daily. Get in Discord. Like, this is one little, this is one little thing that is that that you you see on Discord, and it's just golf. You know, it's just PGA. Mm -hmm. Like, we have so many other things that are secret weapon related that are on you know the eighty model for the NFL. Like, there's so many things that our writers and our experts or whatever we're you know we're supposed to be called that we do that are like so different, and it's like. I don't know if people have seen our posts for the NFL. Like these, it's like, I'm not even trying to be like a Tau guy. It's like kind of absurd. The money that not just, you know, we are winning, like, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, writers, the subscribers as well. Like these, this is not, 
I don't want to say it's not normal, but like we're doing things that are like paying off that are different mm -hmm. than the industry. And that's kind of where you want to be. You don't want to be with the industry because the industry is telling all the other, all of their subscribers what to do and that everybody's in the same pot kind of. And so just we're being different and it's it's been working out. So please it's come join us. Working out very well. As Sia said, we have his secret weapon, our good friend, Steven at Sicily Kid. He figured out, he put like eight different things together to be able to figure out us almost like to the decimal, the percentage ownership in the Millie Baker every single week. It's absurd how close he gets with his model that he created. He, he put like, I don't know. He does. He did something and I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it's working. We have Stoby who does something with aircrafts in the military. Like we just have so many smart and interesting people. And then we have me. Um, but I love it. <laughs> I love being surrounded by greatness. If you're, if you're the, what is it? You're the smartest person in a room. Get out of the room. I can guarantee I will be the last person in that damn room until I'm the smartest in the room. So we always appreciate that. So to get see a secret weapon, as we just talked about it, you actually have to go to windellysports.com backslash chat and you'll get seven free days in our expert discord chat, which will allow you to see everything that we have in there. Everything NFL, talk to all our writers, talk to our pros, you could talk to me if you want. I'll just kind of, you know, we'll just make jokes back and forth. But we're here to have fun. We're here to make a lot of money. We've seen so many of our subscribers. We just had someone else Monday night hit for 13K on a showdown, which was awesome. Uh, we just had somebody else hit for five or 6K. So many of our family members are doing really, really well. And we love, love, love seeing it. We're doing it pretty darn well ourselves too, which is always kind of cool. So see it before, obviously we can't tell everybody the see a secret weapon, windowlysports.com backslash chat to get that. But what about the rest of the 6K range? Uh, if you do go JT, you're going to have to dumpster dive a little bit. I know you said you kind of hate this range, but what are you talking? Yeah, and honestly, if you don't do JT, you might have to go down into this range because you might want to jam in a, like like a couple 9k guys and a, and a high 8k guy so i mean i don't recommend going into this range but of course if you're making 10 lineups you're going to have a few that have like 6k guys you, you i mean that's just inevitable so at the top of this range i like a few guys brian stewart tyler duncan like the wind daily team has been on tyler mm -hmm. duncan for i don't know 10 months now uh sicily kid of course steven is is very big on tyler duncan uh he was i think he was a secret weapon for me quite some time ago uh he's really good on approach so is brian stewart like these guys are pretty good ball strikers it's probably pretty and in, in stewart's case i think he's been playing pretty well lately so let's see yeah i mean he's been okay like he's, he's making cuts but he hasn't he's not doing anything super fantastic he's finished 50th his last two uh two times out but on this course, he was 23rd in 2020. That's pretty good. Missed the cut in 2019, and he was ninth in 2018. So that's pretty solid. So I think you're getting value out of Stewart and Tyler Duncan. Tom Hogue, I, he's a guy I really, really like. Uh, he's usually really good on approach. He hasn't been that good lately. So I would caution you to use him, and that's why he's, you know, like – Actually, I'm surprised he's tracking at around 4%, which for this range is pretty good. But I'm going to have him in a couple lineups. That's more of a hunch play than it is like a, an actual metrics play. As I go down the list, I'll, I'll tell you, it looks like Will Gordon and Wesley Bryan are, are pretty popular. If I had to choose one of those two, I'd go Wesley Bryan, but I'm not going to be on either. Uh, Ryan Armour at 6,600 I like. He's very accurate, obviously a good course fit. He's not, he's not a long hitter. He's actually quite, a, he's very, very much a short hitter. Um, this, if Ryan Armour was going to do well, um, it would be on a track like this. And honestly, after the restart, Ryan Armour put a couple good tournaments in a row together. So we know he has the upside. Again, you're looking in the 6K range for upside. You want some, you know, some safety too, but you're not necessarily going to find quote safety in the 6K range. So you're looking for maybe safety, but also some upside to like really carry your team. And I think Ryan Armour is on this course. I think he's a decent fit. 
The only other guys I'd even consider, and honestly, I'm not even so sure I'll have these guys in a lineup, is J.J. Spawn and uh, Jason Duffner. Outside of that, as I look at this list, I mean, I see Hammer and Hank Lebiota at 6,400. I, I like Lebiota, but, I mean, he doesn't usually put four days together, and uh, I'd be worried about him putting two days together on Thursday and Friday. But if you have to dip down to 6,400, which I do not recommend, I guess Lebiota or maybe an Aaron Baddeley at 6,300 would make sense. But, again, I would prefer everybody just stick with that 6,900 range. And maybe if you really need to dip down to 6,600, maybe you can consider Wesley Bryan or uh, a Ryan Armour play. Ryan Amois, as our good friend Joel (laughs) likes to say. There's a couple other guys down here that I noticed you didn't even bring up. I mean, we always have to bring up Jonathan Vegas because, man, we're betting on golf. How much better could it possibly be? I mean, Max Homa, if you don't already follow him on Twitter, he's actually hysterical. You can just send him your golf shots, and then he just tells you how bad they are, which is really funny. So shout out, Max Homa. Come on the pod. You can tell me how I can be the shortest, greatest golfer of all time. Uh, We can go through that one again. So a couple other people on here, Rob. Oppenheim, I know that's a fan favorite or a Joel favorite. And then just a couple other guys, Nick Watney, I think you might have said him. But yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking so great. And then I actually scrolled all the way down to the bottom to see that there is a gentleman, Michael Kim, who is one of 21 making cuts. Shout out Michael Kim for being on the PGA Tour. That is freaking awesome, man. Kudos to you, dude. Um, zero I, for 10 in his last 10 cuts. I do want to mention one other guy that is a relatively short hitter, but really good on approach and has been actually decent since the restart, or at least in the last couple months, Cameron Percy at 6,400. I think either me or Joel have been on him in the past and, and our, our win daily team has been on him here and there. Um, if again, if you have to dip down to 6,400, that's another guy I would consider. I'd probably consider him ahead of Jason Duffner, who I just mentioned and JJ like as well. JJ Spawn, uh, Cameron Percy. I love it kudos to you can oh, he's been pretty solid recently mm-hmm. yeah i'm not angry about it definitely not eighth at the uh corrales puticana resort and club championship that was a resort uh bermuda championship i think that was a resort maybe this guy just likes filming adam sandler movies i don't know um all right so that is our dfs breakdown again windailysports.com backslash chat you can get see a secret weapon in that 6k range under five percent owned and we'll make the cut and probably do really well i'm not gonna say he wins it but i'm gonna say he probably is gonna do hella hella well so see ya last part of the show this is the fun part we got our outright bets we have some first round leaders and of course some breaking news you broke news finally so i have to give it to you we're gonna allowed to keep doing this part of the show i will leave it in let's talk some of these outright bets though who do you think's taking this thing home yeah so I actually normally will start at like the 50 to one range or something crazy like that. But there's a couple guys at 35 to one. We discussed one of them at length. Will Zalatoris at 35 to one. I do like, but the other guy at 35 to one that I like, I think is maybe a better bet than Will Zalatoris. And that's Corey Connors. Both of those guys, again, 35 to one. I think in that range, if you're talking like 30 to one or higher, I think those two guys are like the best guys uh, in terms of, an actual real realistic probability to win the tournament mm. um, outside of that. So we go to 55 to one Joel Dahman. I kind of question his ability to put four good days together, but 55 to one, I think is decent value, but then we get to the the real fun stuff. Doug Gim, my friend, uh, 125 to one. Uh, I mean, it's Doug Gim. Like he, he already paid off for me. So like mm. I got to take him 125 to one. And by the way, it, it's, it's not like some crazy shot in the dark. Like we saw what he's been doing, like mm-hmm. just the last three tournaments, he's been crushing it. So this is one of those names that maybe a year from now we're talking about and he's 
you know, in the Corey Connors range of pricing. I don't know. I mean, he's certainly playing that way. So I, I can't, I can't just look at 125 to one and be like, oh, that's stupid. You know, put two bucks on that, make two, make $248. Um, the next guy, and it, it, even four, <laughs> even uh, longer odds at 150 to one, and then we'll get to the first round leaders. But uh, Bryce Garnett, 150 to one. Let's mm-hmm. give it a shot. Shout out big Bryce with an eye. Uh, really appreciate you doing your thing. I'm just writing these down. And yeah, man, I mean, we have to we have to get Doug Gim on the show. Like, no offense to Doug Gim, but I don't think there's too many media opportunities really. I don't think people are fucking banging down his door or anything. So I think there's gotta be a good shot. Let's maybe find him on Twitter, send him a nice DM, see if he'll come on the show and ask him if his parents knew that they were gonna name him the most boring person in sports. <laughs> most boring name in sports, or if it was just something that uh the the mantle that he upheld. Uh, you know, I don't know. So I think that would be kind of fun. So Doug Gim, if you're out there. Come on the show, man. We would love to chat with you, ask you some questions. I think it would be a lot of fun. And if you have a charity, we'll make sure people donate to it. Already did that once, RG3. And oh, we have something to talk about tomorrow. Oh, no, the game will already be over. So we might have to not end this show and talk a little football at the end because okay, cool. our man, our, our man, our legend. A chance with half of his team. Oh, I can't wait. So before we get to that, give me those first round leaders for the Mayakoba golf classic. Okay. Apparently I typed this out and, and I don't, I don't understand how this is even possible, but it's on this piece of paper that I'm holding in my hand and it's the font that I use times new Roman. So um, everybody uses that. Wait, Fowler Fowler <gasps> at 40 to one. Listen, no. I, don't, I don't believe in him for four days, but he can be elite at times. And for 18 holes at 40 to one, knowing that he, you know, needs to finish high to like rest easy going into the holidays. I think 40 to one is, is pretty decent value. It's not like we've got, you know, it's just Justin Thomas. It's just a few guys at the top that are like super, super elite. So I think Ricky Fowler can duck in here at 40 to one. I like it. What do you think? What is, what is grandma going to say to that? Grandma might ask me to put five bucks on that one. I might get a little frisky and I might just throw a solid five on that. Wow, that I is, know, I know, getting crazy. Wow, I'm gonna feel bad if you miss that one. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna, feel like gonna be like three bets. Yes, yeah, so that's three less bets <laughs> I can make. So it's gonna be disappointing. But if it hits, I mean, I'm betting for a lifetime. I can't wait. Okay, so Joel Dahman at 55 to one, I like quite a bit. Again, this is a guy that can get hot in any particular day. By the way, my first round leaders, if you want to put them in a showdown lineup, I mean, we gotta we gotta gauge the weather. We'll find out more mm-hmm. about that tomorrow, and and maybe you know AM PM. We'll see if there's an advantage there. But I usually like to throw my first round leaders into a showdown and just see what happens. Uh, Joel Dahman 55 to one. Uh, Austin, don't worry, I'll break news in a second. Austin Cook and Doug Gim are both 90 to one. I think those are. Great odds for, you know, a throwaway play where you're throwing two, three, four bucks at something. Tyler Duncan at 100 to one. We've seen him get hot. We've seen him near the first round leaderboard. Uh, I think it was a few tournaments ago. He was he was up there. Um, but the breaking news, the breaking news, uh, Mayakoba. So this will be for two in a row because I hit Doug Gim the last time out at the RSM on the plantation course. Uh, I hit you, that one. You did, but you it was like two... It was two courses. It was two courses. That's true. But like, what? I can't. I mean, what am I supposed to do about that? This I don't first round leader. I'll give it to you. But like, course. there's got to be some like astro. Whatever you deserve oh. it. I have a nine oh three, Tuesday, December first. Breaking news. And first of all, can we just get rid of the two courses <laughs> thing and the three courses thing? Like, let's not do that anymore. Like, okay. that's dumb. all right. Well, how how often do we do two courses? I don't know. Well, it's, Does it's that like, happen like twice a year. 
Yeah, it's like twice or three yeah. times a year. Or, okay. Yeah, it's but it's just it's just a dumb concept. We don't golf doesn't need that. No, just stick to one course. Okay, so well, anyway. actually, I kind of like it because it gives us two opportunities to win first round leader bets. So. Yeah, but you know what? The RSM, it kind of seemed like a competitive disadvantage because depending on what course you're on, on which day and, and how the wind is going, That's like true. The, like things affected the Thursday slate more than the or the Thursday mm-hmm. group of golfers on the plantation course differently than they affected them on Friday. So I understand like wind can change and in, in, in all that stuff in any yeah. golf tournament, but there was clearly a competitive advantage to those who were playing on one of the two courses on one day. And it's like, you already have other things to worry about with like change in sure. weather. Like, let's not like add to that. It's just annoying. Anyway, so the point it. is the breaking news, trying to go two in a row for first round leaders on the backs of Doug Game, who I also like as a first round leader. I just don't like him quite as much as this guy who I happen to know is definitely obviously going to be a first round leader. It is none other than at 55 to one, Emiliano Grio is your first round leader at the Mayakoba. Boom. And you're welcome, America. Thank you, America. I'm still putting more money on Ricky Fowler for my grandma, Mary or Marie. I'm not totally sure, but I like it. Emiliano Grio. Put a couple bucks on them. So that is our Mayakoba Golf Classic DFS and betting breakdown. Come win some money with us. Again, windailysports.com backslash chat. Thank you. Shout out to our brand new sponsor, Manscaped. Go to win. Go to man. Nope, not windailysports.com. You go to <laughs> manscaped.com. Use promo code WINDAILY. You get 20% off. You get free shipping. It's the holidays. You've been stuck inside with your significant other, probably not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know if you listen or read the news. I suggest you don't. I think I saw something June, something about June with vaccines. I don't friggin' know. But it sounds like you're going to be stuck inside. Why not be like comfortable, right? Why not be, you know, kept groomed? Manscaped.com, promo code WINDAILY, 20% off and free shipping. All right, full stop. Starting again. Sia, RG3 is starting for the Ravens tomorrow. How freaking excited are you? I'm excited, but I, you know, I can't help but think, all right, he's got some offensive linemen out. He hasn't had a chance Excuses. to practice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But he hasn't had a chance to practice other than today. And he happens to be going against one of the elite defenses in the NFL, if not the elite defense in the NFL. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm really excited, but it's, it, you know, by the way, he doesn't have Mark Andrews, like clearly like the best target that the Ravens have. So it's one of those things. What I'm worried about isn't that he's going to have a bad game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that might happen. But what I'm worried about is what happened to RG3 with Washington, which is everybody just sort of erased any context around what was going on with him post knee injury, post ankle dislocation. It was It was all just like, he sucks, but the, there was no benefit of the doubt. Like, well, the offensive line's banged up, an, you know, ankle injury, tore ACL, MCL. It was just like, he sucks. And what I'm worried about it, with these particular circumstances and a lack of practice and, and a Pittsburgh team that is at full strength and offensively a Ravens team that is at half strength, it's just like, oh man, this is really the chance he get? Like, this is the opportunity. It can't be like, when he has four or five days of practice and he's playing the Bengals or, or even like, even if it's like Washington, which is a great defense, but like, Pittsburgh, it's just like they're just going to be coming after him. And so I'm very excited, but I'm definitely kind of like a little nervous for him at the same time. No, 
No what are your thoughts? You tell me. I, I am so excited to watch a quarterback on the Ravens throw the ball. I think yes. it's going to be awesome. It's it's going to be like so cool to see that happen. So that will be a lot of fun. So shout out to our friend RG3. If you haven't already, go check out our interview with him. And when I say our, I mean see it in Jason's interview. Whatever. Not going to roll my <laughs> eyes out that one. But it was a lot of fun. It's really cool. RG3 is doing a lot of awesome stuff with his foundation. So again, thankfully, we were able to have him on to talk about that. But we were able to talk about his football career. What he's been doing how is he doing it and and i think it's it's yeah obviously it's not really a fair shake to say the least i mean fuck dude it's a wednesday 340 gate like no like literally none of this is good but hey 2020 covid uh, i think i saw people on espn sucking off the nfl talking about how great a job they're doing with all this stuff so get the fuck out of here with that but uh sorry for my language grandma well, mary marie well, marie grandma mary but it's it sucks but hey i'm i'm here i'm gonna probably watch the whole game i think it's gonna be great still be and i are doing a showdown uh throwdown th- before it i guess so probably at like two o'clock in the afternoon but it's gonna be weird it's gonna be fun i'm here for it and uh man over under 350 yards total yards or passing yards oh um you're talking about rg3 or the team (laughs) uh both whichever you want to well i mean i i gotta think it's going to be a conservative game plan and they're going to have all the running backs which is good i think you're going to see a lot of dump offs to jk dobbins in particular i think you're going to see a lot of read option but i would say 90 percent of the time that read option is going to the running back maybe even 95 percent of the time because the one thing i've noticed about um our friend Robert posts mm. all of these injuries is that getting to the edge, it, you know, isn't quite as easy as it was, you know, pre-injury. And by the way, like anytime somebody has an injury, like Carson Wentz, that guy sucks now. And He's it's, and it, it's, it's the main reason. Well, there's a couple main reasons. One is because Frank Reich was his coach before. I mean, Peterson, I don't think has ever really been a good coach. It was Nick Foles and Frank Reich coaching that team when they won the Super Bowl, as far as I'm concerned. But the, the short of it is he was really good because he was mobile. He was buying time. And anytime you can buy time, we've had this conversation before. Anytime you can, you know, run and just, you know, get 10, 15 yards like Kyler Murray does or Russell Wilson sometimes, it's a lot easier to play football. And Wentz doesn't do that anymore because he's he's – limited enough where he just doesn't want to do that anymore and so rg3 getting to the edge like we'll see i mean i think he's in really good shape so maybe i'm wrong but uh, that i think it's going to be a conservative game plan i'm just hoping i wish mark andrews was playing i think that's Mm -hmm. a big deal um i'm just hoping that des bryant he's a big target he's going to be active i'm hoping marquise brown i mean he's definitely going to take some shots to marquise brown like he's not going to be shy about taking shots to marquise brown so i just hope the game is close enough where they can just kind of do a normal game plan and not mm. just feel like, damn, we're down 14. I'm just going to like chuck it up. And then all of a sudden he's got three INTs. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, Hey, it is what it is. Um, But it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I'm very excited to see our friend Robert play in the NFL starting quarterback coming back. And it's really just where he wants to play next year. I think he's going to have his pick of the litter. He's going to have teams lining up at his door, especially after this game. And Hey, it's going to be a weird game for the Steelers defense, too. As you said, a couple offensive linemen out, so I don't think that helps uh, RG3 too much. But it'll be interesting. Hopefully nobody has any players in fantasy. I think, you know, hopefully everyone's, all their fantasy teams are done at this point. Uh, but that is what it is. I'm very excited for it, though, Sia. And I yeah. know you are as well. So. I'm excited for putting RG3 into, like, a showdown slate. I'm not, I'm not advocating go. other people do that necessarily. Like, people will probably be throwing in big Ben or maybe both. Cause yeah. I think there's a perception that RG three might pick up yards with his legs. I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, but yeah, I'm just, just to put him in, you know, to my showdown slate, I think it will be really fun. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for that little extra show at the end. We appreciate you there, Sia, and the, all the person that's still watching us. Uh, Sia, where can everybody <laughs> find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sia Najan. Uh, if you're watching the live stream, it says it right there. And uh, on Instagram, I put some of my stuff up there at Sia Najad Sports because sports. sports are awesome. And-, and on AOL Instant Messenger at Sia Mac Daddy. You can also find him in the Discord chat, which again, the Discord chat for our older friends out there. Sia wanted me to do this last week. I think he did a pretty good job. Instant Messenger chat for us to help you win bets and DFS, right? I think that's kind of something that we landed on. Like, yes. That's Discord, as easy as it gets. Discord is instant messenger, but sports. It's sports, sports instant, instant messenger. messenger. Love it. And Win Daily happens to cover all sports. So you can go into whatever sports room you like because mm. we have the golf one and we have the football one and we have esports and we have ufc and we have baseball and we have nba and we have nascar all different rooms you just click on one and there are our writers waiting for yes. your questions and sometimes they don't even wait for your questions they just put shit out there mm-hmm. and then you can kind of evaluate it and comment on it and then you know you're off to the races because there'll be about 30 more minutes that you're just dialed into it. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of people doing things in there. I also want to shout out two of our new writers. We have Josh. We have Cody on the team. Cody's going to be helping out with UFC. Josh is helping out with college basketball and college football. So now we have a specific writer. Right. We kind of just like liked playing those. Joel, you know, he only wins like 13,000 a slate. So we thought that wasn't quite enough. So we needed to get another writer in there. So do we have a couple new family members now, which we're very grateful for. And one more time, shout out to Manscaped. I'm looking at all this stuff they sent me. Ball deodorant, ball toner. I, I love it. I can't wait to use it all. See how you're going to get yours so we can share a, a story together the next time we're on. Hopefully you get it soon. No? no? Maybe. You have know. a job. I always forget. Like You have a job and like a family and shit. That makes it much more difficult. But um, <laughs> appreciate Manscaped again. Manscaped.com. Promo code WINDAILY. 20% off free shipping. And it really, really helps us out. So you might as well, right? Just help us out. We appreciate you. For Sia, for myself. Oh, you can find me at Michael Brazil one us at Windaily Sports, WindailySports.com backslash chat for the people in the back seven free days and you get Sia's secret weapon. For Sia, for myself, for the rest of the Windaily Sports family, we appreciate you and hope you make it a very profitable Mayakoba Golf Classic. Sports.